0: up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com
1: some people do not know this but nigeria came to the tech startup party relatively late and was behind the likes of south africa kenya and egypt but now it seems that nigeria has met up and maybe even overran the others over the last decade the numbers are very clear since 2016 From then till 2022, most of the startup funding into Africa has come into Nigeria. Out of about $4 billion startup funding that Africa especially attracted in 2021, Nigeria got the largest chunk, about $1.37 billion. We can also talk about the number of unicorns that have been celebrated from Nigeria and how Nigeria seems like where the attention is now, the bell of the party. But despite these much-celebrated wins, there are still some very foundational issues. Through the month of September 2022, I visited and interacted with about 11 tech hubs and communities in Lagos, Nigeria, in preparation for the Lagos Engbet Economic Summit. And one of the things that stood out for me was that they all wanted regulations and policies that are favorable to those who work in tech. So this is not to say that there aren't other issues like infrastructure, which include broadband internet, power supply, etc. Then there's access to finance, but we still somehow go back to the regulations and the policies. The Nigeria Startup Bill project is a joint initiative by Nigeria's tech start- startup ecosystem and the presidency to harness the potential of the digital economy in Nigeria through co created regulations. That sounds really nice. The bill aims to ensure that Nigeria's laws and regulations are clear, they're planned, and they work for the tech ecosystem. Although it's not a very popular bill yet in Nigeria and not a lot of people know about it or, you know, what gains it may achieve. Many policy experts believe that this bill will turn things around for tech startups. Why do they think so? And why is this so? Tracy Okoro, the state adoption and domestication lead of the Nigeria Startup Bill, will be having a chat with me now. And we'll be talking about what the bill is about what the bill can do, and why tech startups in Nigeria actually need it. Hi, Tracy. How are you doing today? It's good to have you.
2: Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's also good to be on this call.
1: Now, what is the NSB? Let's start that way. And why does it look like everyone seems to be in support of it?
2: So I would say that the NSB is a bunch of steps, in a 10,000-step journey, right? That That's the way that I would automatically summarize the NSB. But NSB, in the way we have framed it, is a joint initiative, and we, and we call it a Big tent initiative, that the ecosystem, the tech ecosystem, came together to pull through, to help tech-enabled companies to be able to immerse into their creativity and roll out products and services to to thrive and fail in the economy, right? And this was something led by the president saying that young people are most important asset in the country. And so because of that, it's important that they uh, harness that creativity to be able to give them a living economy for them to be able to thrive. So the NSB came on the heels of that, right? So the NSB is a set of rules and regulations that helps to create a thriving economy or enabling economy for tech-enabled companies. Simple, simply put.
1: And uh, do you, uh, aside the fact that you're leading the domestication, do you know why everyone seems to be in support of it? Like almost everyone.
2: Well, like I said, I, I started by saying that the NSB is like the. 800 steps in a 10,000 step journey, and it is exciting because everybody has been clamoring that we take those steps, right? And typically, when Nigeria wants to, uh, you know, take a policy uh, view concerning an issue, it's um, very grueling, right? Uh, they will typically do 10 steps then forward, five steps back, or 20 steps, and it would it would not be inclusive it would there will be a lot of um, back and forth but for the the nsb the nsb took a big tentative where everyone was involved every stakeholder that, that was needed or that will be playing roles in the bill was inv- invited and they became involved so what happened was we went on this journey with everybody right and so all these people own the roles that they needed to play to make sure that the NSB becomes uh, turn, comes from a dream and becomes reality. So everybody loves it because everybody is involved, right? Everybody knows how it is going to help them. Everybody sees what the potential of us having an NSB Act will do for them. Everybody can put themselves in the NSB story
1: that's why everybody loves the NSB. Now, a summary of the Nigeria Startup Bill NSB by Narometrics says, first, there's a special certification for startups. That's tag, this is a startup, Um, second uh, seed funding for startups, third is tax incentives, fourth is, you know, bridging the gap between regulatory bodies and startups. Does this describe, you know, in summary, what the Nigeria Startup Bill is offering? Uh, And is there any one which you think would be um, very, very important to, you know, like the first steps?
2: So, one of the things that I really love about the bill is the part that deals with the establishment of the National Council for Digital Innovation and Entrepreneurship. This council is like a big brother, right? So this council is what will look out for the different um, fragments of the tech ecosystem. This big brother will drive the digital innovation and entrepreneurship ecosystem in the country. So regardless of whether you get labeled as a startup, right you still have a lot to gain from the nigerian startup bill right um that's what i love about it another thing that is good is that even though there's going to be startup labeling right making sure that um everybody who comes or who comes on the bill as a startup wide right, meets the criteria because the essence of this is that the world has gone global. Everybody's going to tech, and tech is the new oil. And the difference between tech and oil is that tech is infinite, right? I can say that oil, at some point, people will stop digging, it will dry up. But tech is infinite, which means that you can never really ascertain the true potential of tech until you dig deeper. And the more you go, the more you see why you should go deeper, right? And so we're aligning companies, we're aligning enterprises as startups to be able to gain fully from the Nigerian startup bill. That's what the startup labeling is basically doing. Then the investment seed fund also, uh, because it's going to be managed by the Nigerian Sovereign Investment Authority, it typically just means that, that Nigerian startups will be given right of first refusal. Nigerian startups will be prioritized, right, when funding uh, comes out or, or in this seed funding, right? Because this is going to provide a label startup with finance. It's going to provide in-state finance for uh Level startup on the recommendation of the fund manager. It will provide relief to technology laboratories, accelerators, incubators, hubs, research uh, organizations. So it's not even just for the startup. It's for all the other stakeholders surrounding the startup too, right? And there will be tasks and fiscal in incentive for uh, investors. Basically, the Nigerian startup bill, is, like I said, is an all-encompassing uh, bill that is thinking about ecosystem the uh, tech- technology ecosystem for startups and all the stakeholders that are surrounding the startups
0: Mm.
1: So over time, most of the complaints that people have had concerning policies and regulations is a clash of of regulations, right? So a clash of, let's look at maybe the ride hailing issue in Lagos and the amount of investment that went into that and maybe how regulations or policies on cryptocurrency adoption and things like that. How will the NSB help in protecting investments made in innovation in Nigeria and not just protecting those investments? Innovation, but also incentivizing investment in innovation in Nigeria.
2: Apart from the tax incentives that I have mentioned earlier, right, that would actually help investors come in. So if you do tax rebates, rather. If you do um, invest in Nigerian uh, startups, there's some tax rebates that will happen. There's some financial pluses that will happen. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the fine lines of that. But the NSB has made provisions to be able to incentivize investment in Nigerian startups, right? And that would allow investors enjoy uh, some form of um support right while they are uh, investing in nigerian startups then the startup because it is the, the four pillars on which the nigerian startup bill right is uh built on right so we're talking about regulation we're talking about capital we're talking about infrastructure we're talking about talent and human capacity development right and under these pillars are several laws right that have covered how your investments into whether it's into talent and human capital development will be supported and will be protected, right? Whether it be in infrastructure. So we see states right now that are are reducing the cost of you know right of way, cost of broadband installation that are building co-working spaces and all that. So in within the law itself is the hope, right, that while Startups are solving and plugging gaps and connecting underserved communities, that investors are also seeing these potentials and funding. And that because the state, and that's why we're very big on state adoption, because the states are also owning the processes of adopting this bill, but not just adopting this bill, but creating and enabling um, an ecosystem or environment for startups to thrive, right? They would also be invested in protecting these in in in. Investments, innovations, in whatever capacity they are, just to make sure that the return on investment or the impact for the investor is also the impact for the state.
1: So, you're leading the state adoption and domestication lead now. How has it been so far? Any um, challenges, successes? What is the story now?
2: Well, you see, for the past almost one year, you know, one of the things that we love. Uh, we have loved about the Nigerian Startup Bill, like you said, is the kind of love and support that it has received from start till now. Um, now we have the Nigerian Startup Bill uh, with the president awaiting assent, which is going to happen shortly. But the state adoption has sort of kicked in, right? States have started to understand the roles that they're supposed to play. Uh, I'm talking about states. Uh, like Lagos, they are even already like maybe 40% into the adoption process. Uh, states like Ekiti, Yobe, Zamfara, Nasarawa, Anambra. There's so much to mention. So these are states that have already gone in and done one or two steps towards, you know, taking one or two steps towards the uh, domestication and adoption of the bill. So it's gradual. And this is also coming at a time where the country is heading into elections. So people's attention are a bit... You know, torn, but we have received massive, massive acceptance and support from states, right? They are excited, they are looking forward to what's going to happen. And because the NSB is not, um, the NSB would uh, permeate the different governments. So whether it be this government or the next government or the coming government, the NSB is there for the people of the states and the people and the people of Nigeria. So we, we, I mean, we're here. We're going to follow. We're Nigerians too. So we're going to follow the states as much as we can. I would also, at a point, have to focus on what's happening in the country. Maybe take a pause and allow, you know, um, people do what they need to do. And then when we come back, right, we'll go on full force. Just to make sure that everybody is back on board and everybody is pushing it with new governments it also means that we have to onboard the new government on it. but with the wide scale of our advocacy uh, and our state campaigns we're sure that everybody is going to hear about it even people who will be coming in into the new government right would already know i would already uh work to figure out how the NSB fits into their national and state plans.
1: Mm-hmm. When you mentioned that some states like Lagos are already making some moves, one or two plans, in exact terms, when we what should we see to know that, you know, this state has started adopting or domesticating the Nigeria startup bill?
2: Well states like Lagos are already even, I'm sure at 70%, right, we've ha- held a lot of consultations with them, handheld, the national secretariat and all that. So basically for them, they have started implementing in the conversation around building infrastructure, around uh, uh, making sure that broadband is being installed Um on capacity development, they've already started. They are working with hubs. So, but all these things will be sort of launched, but we need the law to be passed. For us, the law needs to be passed, right, first. And so that's what we're working on, fine tuning, just to make sure that it captures all the different pillars and it fully interprets the intention behind the creation of the Nigerian Startup Bill. And states are going to adopt the bill as per the different nuances of the state, right? So that's why each each state will be different. The way every state adopts the bill will be totally different, but there are going to be concrete laws that are based on the concrete pillars of the Nigerian Startup Bill. So you would see, shortly you would see, and I'm sure Lagos will start making, I I already know that Lagos have made announcements about the fact that they have started adopting the bill. But I know that in the future, or uh, sometime in the future now, we're going to start hearing Lagos talk about their plans and the things that have, they have already set in motion. Mm.
1: Are there any delays to the signing of the bill by the president? Because you know, last time I checked, you know, it, was, it has been passed by the National Assembly.
2: Oh, no. So the National Assembly just sent it. I think when it was last week or so, they just sent it to the president. Right. It has been with them. So even after they pass it, you know, uh, the process states that they have to go through it, finalize it, then package it before they take it to the president so that um, the president sees a finished work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just sent it to the president. And I am. Sure. Or rather to say, I am hopeful that um, maybe in the first or second week of October, uh, we would, um, the president will assent. Also know that there are so many things on the president's table, but he is very, very, very keen to um, sign uh, I sent this Nigerian sort of building to law because it, it, this is literally his baby. He's been the one pushing and driving it. We've seen an unsurmounted amount of support and help from the government. Never before have I ever worked on a bill or a project that I have seen the government so interested, so driven, so supportive, right, to make sure that it sees the light of the day.
1: Mm. Um, talking of something like a six to first independence um, gift, mm, it,
2: it, yes, it, it would look like that. It would look like that.
1: Okay, okay. Now there's a wave of um, tech brain drain from Nigeria. It's it's an African thing, but more with Nigeria. The hashtag Jackpot Syndrome. How will the Nigeria Startup Bill help to curb that? Is there any provision for people who work in tech startups maybe to incentivize them to stay and work with tech startups here in nigeria instead of you know moving to work with um, those outside the country
2: my personal opinion on the jackpot syndrome is that who wants to jackpot and you really can't stop them right okay but my core conversation as regards to the nigerian startup bill and how it will help is that with the different pillars being looked at and being worked on and being implemented now, Nigerian startups will have capital funding, right, to be able to build, to be able to pay, right, uh, to be able to build products and services that would make the country better. It is because people feel or think that things are hard. That's why they're leaving. But When you are supporting mission-driven startups that are creating, leveraging technology and innovation to create products and services that would help to uh, democratize access to prosperity, you're literally saying that you're creating economic prosperity for the country. And when you do that, you're going to have more people who look forward to live here. I, I don't think a lot of people want to leave. Uh, people want to stay in their country and build their country. But if people feel that things are hard and they want to live, I mean, they're going to live. Right. But as much as this looks like a brain drain, but it's also an opportunity for the people who are currently here right now, because with every time I see a problem, I see an opportunity. And that's how entrepreneurs and startups um, thrive, because they always see problem statements and how they can solve it. I see an opportunity for states right now to now build the capacity of young people in their states, right, with relevant digital skills that are currently in uh, demand right now. And there will be jobs because people are leaving, so there are spaces that need to be filled. So if states build the capacity of young people, those young people will in turn fill those gaps. Funds will be be given to startups to build and to innovate more. There will be proper infrastructure like power and things. So things will happen, right? And then the country will be better. I believe that entrepreneurs and startups, they're going to be the ones that are going to democratize prosperity in the country and not not even the government or maybe donor organizations.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. At this point, I would um, allow the online participants to also make some comments, um, contributions and um, ask questions. Um, Buki, um, ladies first. So I would request that Buki goes first and then Timothy and Chima, comments, questions and contributions. So Buki, you can unmute and... um,
0: Okay, thank you very much. Um, thank you, Tracy, for what you've shared for the explanation of NSP. Okay, so my question would then be, what is the how how is this bill going to benefit um, on the set communities, how are they going to be how as they're going to be domesticated to reflect on these communities? Because usually when we have bills um, passed like this, we, we we see it on in urban cities, but it really doesn't you know reflect in rural communities. And I'm speaking of Lagos, not for us to go
2: so far. Thank you. Thank you so much, Buki. And that question is so important because you're saying how you're going to do your job well. The reason why, apart from the, fa- from the work that I have done in the national promi- uh, uh, secretariat, right, the reason why I am very passionate about state adoption and domestication is for connecting underserved or solving for underserved communities. And that's why in our work with the states, we're working with every stakeholder. So this is as small as village chiefs, right, community heads, because my boss would always tell a story and say that Steve Jobs and the rest of them would say, oh, we started our startup from our garage, right? We started it. But these were million-dollar garages, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have garages here in Nigeria, in Africa. What we have are our villages, right? Our communities. And, that, and those are the places where we're going to find our next unicorns and our next startups. So with the state adoption and domestication, we're simply opening up road for us to be able to see these potentials. I remember some years ago when you would typically just hear of some young uh, chap that maybe built some old, um, cardboard boxes, you know, innovated something and people are like, oh, they're excited. But then that's where it stops. But with the Nigerian startup bill, right, the state is now going to, look for that, the state now has like a structure to which they can support and help such people, right? The United States of the Bill is basically saying, we have problems, we have potentials of solving the problem. Let's bring the two the two together, right? So that's how we're going to be connected on the staff. We're going to be creating, or the NSB rather, is going to be creating a framework for connecting both the people who are solving the problems, uh, the solution, And helping the people who are going to be consuming the solution. So, for example, the NSB creates um, an opportunity for a startup that is solving for maybe, let's say, access to quality and affordable education, right? So, when that startup is funded and the startup grows, right, they are solving for a particular community in the States. So, which means that these communities will be able to send their children to school at an affordable rate, right? Uh, The children will have access to quality education. So, that's why. The work the nsb or rather that's how the nsb is going to be connecting or solving for south communities so apart from the fact that we're going to be seeing potentials and supporting uh potential startups and unicorns from those areas the products or services that will be built by the models that have been supported would also be consumed by these communities
1: mm, okay okay um, yeah bookie um yeah, one thanks. more do you have any more before we um you know move to timothy
0: Yes, I have one question. Just a follow up question to what um, Tracy said. Okay. Thank you, Tracy, for the response so far. So, presently, I'm the co founder of CodeLab, which is an innovation hub and on the self community at Jiggling. And one of the issues we face is that we hear a lot of this opportunity. I'm an opportunity to know about stuff like this, initiatives like this, because of being in, you know, having certain networks of people. But not everybody within those underserved communities have such information. So, what is the um, NSP um, bill team doing to ensure that you sensitise people that this information gets to the to the layman, gets to the person on the streets, they get to know about it, they get to know that they can benefit from it, and, and how? What are they doing to sensitise people? That's just a, or what is the plan to work to sensitise people in the grassroots to know about this? and then also be able to take about it, because there are so many opportunities in Nigeria. But from um, what we see, it just stops at a particular strata of people. It doesn't get to grassroots. why they don't hear about it. So they cannot even take advantage of it because they've never heard about it. And that's a big worry for me, coming for someone that operates within, uh, with people within such communities, how would we get this um, information and uh, the benefit that they're supposed to take from this NSP bill?
2: Thanks. Thank you for that. First and foremost, I'm going to say that, apart from the fact that we're launching statewide um, advocacy campaigns, right, where we would get different uh, clusters from different communities to speak, like, town hall meetings and get them to speak and get to know it. There's so much that we can do, and so that's why we have the likes of you, Buki, there, right, to so, Hear this and take it back to them. In every state we have volunteers, we have NSB volunteers, we have NSB champions. And so these are young people like you and I that are either in university or have their own businesses like you do have. And opportunity to hear this information, right? And so the mandate is for them to go back and take back this information and let them know that this is what is happening. Be involved. And this is also just not an NSV thing. This is also across board, like whatever happens, even with the com- upcoming elections, right? It is important for the communities or for everyone to get involved. So the information may not come to you, but you can also go out and find this information so that you can be able to hold your leaders accountable as to the fact that, okay, I know what the NSV is. The NSV has become an act. It's now the Nigerian of Act, right? This is what and what it does. How are we dipping into it and how uh, are we going to benefit from it? So I think that while we're going to do these nationwide rallies and town halls to be able to advocate and sensitize people, I still think that for the people who have heard about it, the young people who have heard about it, the mandate will be for them to go into the different communities around where they live or where they work or where they currently operate from and share the good news.
1: Okay. So we'll move to Timothy. And then uh, if I have um, any other final um, thoughts to share, um, maybe from comments on Instagram, I'll do that. So Timothy, yeah, you have the mic.
3: So thank you, Bookie. You said you, you are doing your state advocacy. Right? You, you decide to work with state government and state stakeholders. So I want to ask who is providing these grants? Who is providing this fund? Is it state government or is it coming from the from the federal level? the reason I'm asking is we know the condition of the country and many state governments complaining that they don't have enough funds to even carry out some of their major plans and uh, what they have to do. So uh, I just want to know where is this fund coming from? Is it coming from the federal government or is it going to come from the state government?
2: What funding are you talking about? The seed fund?
3: Seed funds are the grants that the NSB is also providing. I think I saw it as one of the things that uh, startups are going to benefit from this LSBP.
2: So it will, come, it will become a mandated fund from uh, the government, maybe through the uh, Nigerian Sovereign uh, Investment Fund, right? And that's why they're the ones who are going to be the fund managers, right? It will come from the national government, but also state governments would have to also mandate those funds, right, to be able to cater specifically to startups, right? And because it is law, it will not mean that if future budgetings, right, would provide for that. Future programs will take that into cognition. But I also, apart from that, states would also work with their different partners, right, funding partners, to be able to raise fundings to support the ecosystem, just like they're doing on different other projects in the state. So what we want to do is to get the state to own it and make it their agenda. The problem with bringing up projects for states is that they typically don't get involved and so when it's being forced down on them, or rather, when they are being asked to take, up, take it up uh, as the agenda, there's usually a lot of pushback. But with the NSB, we've made sure that the states are excited about it. They want it because they know the potentials of what their economy would bring for them. So they're excited. And so they're going to look for ways to be able to get funds, to be able to fund all these programs and projects.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other follow-up from Timothy? Um,
3: yeah, I, I think I would just want to also... Uh, reiterate what uh, she asked. What uh, I think Tracy asked was concerning other states. Right? Technology in Nigeria is literally in Lagos. I'm from a little state. Right? I started my tech journey from a little state. I had to come to Lagos to uh, make something happen. And I've helped a lot of my friends and a lot of young startup. The thing is, it's not as it is in Lagos. Like she said about under uh, uh, deserving... Um, uh, Environment, right? But we are talking about other states where tech, the, the tech ecosystem is not strong, and some of these opportunities that is available not until 2021, 2022, right? Late 2021, I started seeing that okay, opportunities that were available for people in the likes of um, in the tech space in Lagos, I could see people in those states could also benefit from it. But before COVID, it wasn't like that. And yeah, so I just wanted to be sure that the other state adoption, apart from Lagos, how is that communication going and how are we trying to ensure that it's not just centered around Lagos, but that startups from other states like for my Edo state where, where I came from is something that I'm always passionate about because that is where I started my journey and I made some uh, some mark before I came to Lagos. How, how are we driving that adoption? How are we speaking to engaging key stakeholders to ensure that other states benefit from this bill, not just Lagos and maybe Abuja or, or something?
2: Thank you, Timothy. This is such an important question. So, it would excite you to know that your state is actually leading the charge, right? Also with state adoption. So, Edo State is fully covered. The governor himself, right, uh, when we went to Edo State, was he literally came to our, where we were and talked about the ways that they have started planning on how to adopt the bill. We have the likes of Ukinebo, we have the likes of a lot of people. Like I, I can't remember. Kevin. You no, know, so these are people in the government, young people in the government that are currently pushing for adoption. So it's happening. I, I can't tell if you heard me mention that we have states like Zamfara, right? States like Yobi, states like Kebi, states like Kwara, states like Nasarawa, right? That have already started uh, working on adopting the bill. So if we have states like Zamfara, Nasarawa, Kebi, Kano, Kwara, already starting uh, the work towards adopting the bill, then you know that at least we've, we've gone far right we've gone for and they are excited about the, um potentials that will come from uh, adopting the bill that's why everybody's involved you know anthony started his conversation by saying why is everybody involved with the bill why is everybody supporting the bill why does everybody love the bill and like i like i answered everybody is supporting and loving the bill because everybody is involved everybody can see the potential everybody can see the role that they play right and so people are doing the work required uh, to make sure that it becomes a reality. So, like I said also, we're doing statewide advocacies and, you know, conversations, campaigns, rallies, but if you do see any loophole or where you think that we can still come in where you think that hasn't been covered after a while right please do bring it to our notice and we will still add that to our campaign con- uh, conversation and see how we can make it get there we are working with every state no state will be left unturned no, so we're not leaving any state
3: behind. All right, thank you. Okay,
1: thank you very much, Timothy and Buki. Um So I'll just take a comment from Instagram and then um, wrap up with um, two questions. I think these are like the, the last two I have in mind. From... Uche on Instagram. She's like, "Um, yeah, I'm glad there's actually a committee action in this. She didn't know there was a committee. Um, Yeah, fingers crossed. Phasing out the state's adoption is a good way to go about pushing implementation. Prioritize states with more startups and pray that they don't come up with some last minute regulatory body to start feeding off the startups because that's very possible in Nigeria. So before I allow um, Tracy react to this, I would want to um, I want you to also um, um, talk about maybe disabusing the minds of those who feel that the NSB may be counterproductive. you know there's this unconscious bias that you know anything that the government gets involved in you know may no longer be as productive or innovative or creative as you know it used to be.
2: Okay. Let me attend to the Instagram comment first, then I will answer the, your second question. So the person who was, uh, who gave the Uche Uche is very correct, and that's what we're doing. We have the first phase of the state adoption, and the first phase includes the states that I've mentioned. So these are states that they currently have some structure in mind and they understand how they want to adopt the bill. Then the other states are the ones who probably have never heard about it and now have heard about it and want to start working on it, and other states are the states that have not. We're not working with states as per the amount of startups there. We're working with states from their willingness, right, to adopt the bill, from their structure and framework around how they want to adopt the bill, and also from their agenda, because typically states already have their work cut out for them on what they want to do with young people, unemployment, technology, and all that. So we're working with states in that regard. And so yes, we did phase it, but we're not phasing it as per the number of startups in the state. Because if we do that, then states like Wobe, right? States like Kebi and states like Nasrawa and Zamfara will probably not come up in the conversation. Now as per people not trusting government, anything that is government led, like I said to you, right? I am private sector led. I lead a company called Business Academy Africa that supports entrepreneurs and startups. So do the almost 2000 volunteers that are currently working the NSB secretariat, right? They are all there because the amount of government backing and support that came with this bill has been enormous, right? We see the minister leading the charge himself, right, to go to the Ministry of Justice and make sure that this has come out. We see senators who are following up, making sure that the bill has has passed first reading or Reading. We've seen directors in different ministries, departments, and agencies. We've seen an enormous amount of support, and that's why we feel like okay, if the government is doing their own part, the different other stakeholders from the private sector will also need to come and do their own part. And so, I would, um, I would encourage a lot of people, especially young people in the states, to support the government right in this, uh, in the adoption of the Nigerian Startup Bill. And however you can do that, it would be Show up for town hall meetings, whether it be, you know, tweet at them, hold them accountable, push them, ask them questions, add your own voice to the the makeup of the state bills, right? Be there. Don't take the regular stand that we would take in Nigeria and be like, well, this is government that is doing it, right? Let's not do it. No, be there. Let it be that you were pivotal to the building or to the adoption of the Nigerian startup bill in your state. And let me tell you what this would do for you. This would give you a right of first refusal to say, OK, we're part of the people who helped to put this thing together. This and this are what we want to do with the implementation. Because after the bill is passed in your state, then comes the implementation. And there are several ways that the implementation can be done, right, and you can play a major role. And Timothy, just like you're talking about, reach out to the different actors or stakeholders in your state. When we're having like t- town halls in your state also show up, the essence of that is with your experience and the work you have done, helping um, young startups and all that grow. You, it will also be required in implementation and in building, right?
0: So that's what I
1: think. Okay. Nafisat, would you... uh, Someone dropped a message in the comment box. uh, So just a minute. Um, Nafisat, would you like to speak before we um, round up um, today?
0: Actually, being in and out, but then I think um, Tracy has explained everything I wanted to ask, right? And also the participation of um, tech enthusiasts in in this view. Mm. Any blend,
1: so um, I don't think I have any questions at all. Uh, okay, um, on behalf of the women folk, Tracy, is there any provision or intentional effort for women advancement or women participation in um, through the Nigeria Statute Bill?
2: Oh, yes. One of the things that happened was that uh, a lot of women were pivoted out to bringing the Nigerian startup bill to life, right? And so we put on a gender lens uh, in creating the bill. So part of the things that we know is that 50% You know, uh, composition of companies and all that female representation is right there in the bill. But also we are trying to make sure uh, that in the equality, right, we're not necessarily preferring one gender above the other. We're looking for merit here, but we're also giving women an opportunity. One of the things I like about the bill is that the first time the draft was pushed out and, you know, People uh, with people were taught about it in schools. I saw a, a letter from a young girl in a secondary school to us saying that she's excited that as a young woman who wants to start up a business, that the Nigerian Startup Bill is thinking about her, cares about her, and is working for her. And to that's the reason why we do this. Yes, the Nigerian Startup Bill has a gender lens where women are taken, are uh, talked about, are uh, protected, and provided for.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Um, final thoughts, Tracy. How can people reach out? How can, how can people get involved? Employees, employers, those related to and those within the tech space?
2: So asked me a question about while the NSB was being created, did it take cognitions of other laws around it, right? That are also being created to help businesses. How would it affect the regular person on the street? How will it affect the civil servant? And all I I can say is the NSB, so let me take one one law. Maybe let's say the AFCFCA, right, has created a single African market of over 1.3 billion consumers, right, with a total GDP of over $33 billion, right? It means that the Nigerian Startup Bill is preparing Nigerian startups To take a huge chunk out of that consumer bundle. It means that the Nigerian Startup Bill is preparing the ecosystem to be able to play majorly on that uh, platform. It means that you and I will be able to have access to products and services from the different African countries. It means that there will no longer probably be monopoly of product and services, that services and products will now be democratized, that you and I as consumers can now enjoy quality uh, products and services that are affordable and done by Nigerians, or we can enjoy um, quality uh, goods and services from the African trade route, right? But this process will be made possible by our nigerian startups, and so because everyone can see themselves in the nigerian Startup bill it is therefore important it's therefore pivotal that everyone plays the role of informing everybody to say if if you're in the mda and um, after the startup has passed as an act right and it becomes an act sorry if you're an MDA that is pivotal or that needs something to move for a startup, play your own role there, right? A startup submits something and you see that. Play your own role in supporting that startup. If you are um, in charge or a private sector person that needs to support, or if you're an investor out there that needs to support. forget about what you have been hearing about Nigeria in the past, right? With the Nigerian Startup Bill, it's just it's, it's logical. That you come back and you put in money in the country. You support startups anyway. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on
0: AfricaTechRadio.com.